ways to improve social, economic, and ecological well-being in our neighborhoods is starting at the beginning by making sure our educational institutions are able to teach and help our students as much as possible. Our educational foundations set us up for our entire life chances, the likelihood of having a good job, adequate and safe housing, even your health outcomes. Today's guest does just that, working at one of the only nonprofit organizations to mobilize support for all of Union County's public schools. Hello, I'm Lacey Ritter, Recruitment and Project Development Coordinator and Assistant Professor in the Sociology Department, and this is Against the Grain. Today's episode focuses on our community partner portraits. These outward-facing episodes give glimpses into the lives of community partners, see what amazing work they do every day, and the ways we at the CCG and University can help. Our guest speaker today is Amy Sperry from Union County Education Foundation. How are you today, Amy? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I'm super excited to learn more about your organization. So before we get into that, though, let's start with some fun facts to help our listeners get to know you better. So if you could move or travel anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Definitely Italy. I traveled there in 1992 with my parents, spent three weeks there. They, my dad was in the military, so he had been stationed at the Naples NATO base for three years, long before I was born. And then they took a trip. And I've never been back since 1992, so I'd love to go back. That sounds amazing. That is definitely on my bucket list of places oh, to go. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I'll join you on your on your trip. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. And then here's the question that we ask everybody. And it's really fun for us to get to see how the answers differ. So if you were quarantined for at least two weeks with three different celebrities or famous people, dead or alive, who would you choose and why? Okay, I had so much fun with this question because <laughs> I was just thinking about it in different aspects and different um, avenues. And so the way I thought about it was that these three people were going to be quarantined with me to serve me. I like <laughs> so it. Hopefully they all agree to that. So <laughs> as the mom of a two-year-old, I don't get a chance to pursue that many of my own hobbies. And so I have written a children's book that I tried years ago to get like published and got a lot of rejections and then it didn't work out and I've got kind of gotten re-energized for it, but I just need an illustrator. So I picked Mary Azarian because she illustrated a book that we like called Snowflake Bentley. I have a collection, maybe 50 to 75 of the Caldecott winners of the children's books, the ones that win the illustration award for the year. Oh, wow. So I picked her. And then I picked Ina Garten, the Food Network star, for obvious reasons. Absolutely. <laughs> I, thought about, I thought about Giada, but for some reason, maybe heading into fall, I was thinking of comfort food, and Ina is kind of more of that comfort food. So, of course, I'd like her to cook for us and also um, learn from her. And then a man that I follow called Dan Allender. He's an author. He's a therapist. And I figure after two weeks, maybe he can help me solve all my problems. So. <laughs> I like it. Those were very good choices. And I, I might need a fourth one. I might need a Jillian Michaels or something Ooh. if Ina Garten is cooking for me all the two weeks. <laughs> touche, touche. Th those are definitely good choices altogether. You definitely thought about this really well. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. 
All right. Now I'm kind of sad I don't get to do it. I know, right? That's the that's the one downfall of asking this is like we can't grant this for people, which we totally wish we could. Exactly. So. All right. Well, let's begin now looking at Union County Education Foundation. So before we get into your work with UCEF, just so our listeners can get to know a little bit more about you, where you're from some unique or awesome things about you that many people don't know, and then we'll get into how that led to where you are today. Sure. Well, I mentioned earlier my dad was in the military, so I moved around a little bit. I was born in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, um, but then he retired when I was 10 or 11, and I um, grew up in also a small college town in western New York State. Lived there for about 12 years, but I'm not really from anywhere. So we've lived longer than anywhere in the Asheville area, but we moved away in 2011, and we moved here in 2013. So my husband works at UNC Charlotte, and I've been with the foundation since September of 13, but sort of the most, it's not something people don't know, but the most unique thing about me from the last few years is that I gave birth to a baby on my 47th birthday. That is so awesome. Wanted, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely not the story I would have written for my own life, but definitely very fun and a blessing. So we have a 19-year-old daughter and we have a two-and-a-half-year-old son. That is fantastic. Happy, healthy, totally fine. Oh, yeah. congratulations. Very cool. Thank you. Well, I'm sure having children and working with children um, are two things that you greatly enjoy and that are major parts of your life. So leading into that, for any listener who's unfamiliar with what the Union County Education Foundation does, can you tell us a bit more about it? Maybe including like the mission statement or the purpose for the organization and how long it's been working to help improve Union County. Sure. Yeah. And just a teeny background about education foundations in the United States. They began in California in the 70s with Prop 8, where they were capping property taxes at that level from the 70s, and the community said, well, this is going to bankrupt our public schools going forward. And so um, they decided to form these 501c3 nonprofits that would work in partnership with the school district to raise funding, similar to like a UNC Charlotte Foundation does or a SPCC Foundation does. It's just that education foundations alongside K-12 philanthropy are a little bit um, new on the market or new in the nonprofit scene. And so people typically don't understand exactly. They understand PTOs, they understand band boosters, athletic boosters, but education foundations on the district-wide are kind of newer. And so a lot of what I do is educating people about that. But so in Union County, the vision for an education foundation started since the 1990s with several superintendents ago. But it was officially started in 2011 um, with Dr. Ed Davis, who was asked by the Board of Ed to begin an education foundation because they had seen the benefits in other school districts. So we're coming up on our official 10-year anniversary in February of 11. So when I started in the fall of 13, like a lot of organizations, our mission statement it was a whole paragraph. No one can remember it. It wasn't compelling. So through the course of many conversations, we shortened it to just simply supporting students and encouraging educators. And that's specifically in the Union County Public Schools. So 
a lot of the private schools and the charter schools in our community also have their own foundations or development offices. So we only serve the 53 schools in the UCPF district. So that's our mission, and a lot of what we do falls under both of those two things. We wanted it to be compelling, memorable, broad, but somewhat specific. So it doesn't tie us down too much, especially as a young organization. We have been able to try, stop, and start new things that, and figure out what works for us. So That's great. That mission. And a few years ago, I recommended to the board and suggested that they added a third aspect to that of connecting the community, which we do some of that as well. But they said, nope, we want to stay true to just these two things. So I thought that was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And you say, you know, just helping those, what is it, 53? Right. Yeah, yeah. 53. You say it, say it so uh, nonchalantly. We just helped these 53 schools, uh, but that is right. awesome. That is a huge undertaking that yeah. you all do. It's interesting when I go to national conferences with other education foundations and they say, we have, you know, 10 schools or 5,000 students or we have, you know, seven <laughs> schools. And then I go around and they're like, oh, my goodness. But it's the difference between the districting in the north and the south. Well, I know all of those students at those schools definitely appreciate you all. So, <laughs> so now let's talk specifically about your time with Union County Education Foundation. Uh, you mentioned that you started a few years ago, but how did you um, kind of work into or get interested in the position? And what's your experience been like so far? my background people always ask are you an educator and I always feel like I wouldn't have enough words to teach all day long like I might run out of words about like nine o'clock but so I have tons of respect for teachers but my background is with nonprofits. so I've worked in small college advancement offices I've worked for the Girl Scouts I've worked for the North Carolina Outward Bound School so that's been my experience but when I was volunteering in my daughter's school as she was growing up I always thought this is like the center of the community. I love the school. I love the enthusiasm here. I love the energy. I love the buzz. But I don't have the skills to be a teacher. At least, you know, that's how I have felt. Um, And so when I saw the position posted, I was looking for work in the Charlotte region. I just thought, wow, this is my right up my alley. So long interview process, but um, it was worth sticking it out. So um, I think the other part of your question was like, how has it been so far? Mm-hmm. It's, I think as a young organization, it hasn't been without challenges. And especially um, we're a small organization working alongside a gigantic organization. So there have been, you know, issues and opportunities there that we've had to work through, but it's been nothing but rewarding. And I have felt not just that it was a job, but it's been a calling. Um, you can't be a part-time nonprofit director and not love it because you end up working more than part-time, especially when you're working with sort of a pseudo nonprofit startup. Um, so yeah, I work evenings at home around on the couch with my family and it's been, it's been very rewarding. Well, speaking of those rewards, do you have like a best memory or something that kind of stands out as your best experience? Um, since... Former superintendent, Dr. Ed Davis, was we count him as our founder. He's, he was also instrumental in establishing our scholarship endowment. And 
when we host our Sweet Salute, which takes place on the Wingate campus, by the way, Yay! Um, in May, it's usually like a week after graduation, um, we have students create a two-minute video trivia to a public school teacher, and we've decided to give the, um, we give awards to the students who created the best videos, and we named them in his honor. So the night that we kind of unveiled that was like one month before he rotated off our board for good because our board, you can only serve a one six-year term. And so um, that was kind of a really nice way to honor and recognize his service and all that he had done and the vision he had not only for the organization but also his heart for students and wanting to help send them to college. So yeah, that's that was the highlight for sure. Oh, that's wonderful. And the fact that you get to keep doing it every year, too, I'm sure that will just add. Exactly. Yeah. Except for during coronavirus. <laughs> right, right. We which, didn't get to do it last year. We, you're right, which brings me to the next part of my question, which is, if there were things that you could do differently, given the chance, would you change anything? Yeah. Well, um, one of the things that I would love to grow, at least, would be we give classroom grants to teachers. We call them LIFT grants. It stands for Leadership and Innovation Funding for Teachers. So when I started, they were called mini grants, and I thought, that doesn't tell anyone anything about what we're trying to do. So we renamed it, and it's really created kind of a new sort of energy into the program because we can teachers can say, I got a LIFT. Um, so anyway, they're anywhere from seven fifty to fifteen hundred dollars. So I'd like to be giving out more of those. We probably give anywhere from ten to fifteen a year, but um, we have more. We usually have more applications than we have funds to give out. Not necessarily sure that I want to give more money per teacher, possibly. But I also think having sometimes for a teacher having a smaller grant. Yeah, is helpful and it kind of takes the pressure off of like if you're writing a grant for $2,500 it's a little different than like you know not every teacher has a $2,500 idea sometimes they only have a $750 idea so I guess you know it would be great to get to a point where we're giving out $50,000 to teachers um, every fall so that's something I'd love to do we also do um, one school grant that we call a GROW grant. It, it doesn't have an acronym, doesn't stand for anything, but if you have anyone that would like to suggest something, I would take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure so we have some of those that can help out. That'd be great. If a listener is, is uh, hearing this and would like to send in your suggestion. <laughs> um, so it's a $5,000 grant and we've given it out twice and the hope with that grant was that we're creating, that it's uh, a team of teachers. So it has to be three or four teachers plus a school administrator. So we're trying to force them to collaborate and think bigger. So um, we only have enough funding right now to give one a year, but I'd love to give two at the elementary level because we have 30 elementary schools and then two at one at the middle and one at the high so that we're touching all the grade levels. So, so far it's only been two at the elementary level and even though it's called GROW, it's not a garden grant, but both have been for outdoor classrooms. Oh, so, nice. Coincidentally. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can keep going, but uh, I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say that might lead into your next question. What are some of the specific goals that you have 
maybe within the next year or just long-term that you'd have for the organization. So again, you mentioned yeah. uh, increasing the grant, um, kind of increasing submission acceptances, increasing funds, that kind of thing. But what else are you looking to do maybe in the next year or so? Yeah, so some education foundations fund what they call an angel fund. So, I mean, there would be a lot of discussion that needed to happen about how and it's given out and what it actually entails, but it could be anything from medical expenses for students or medical expenses for staff or helping, you know, or some sort of emergency need or, um, you know, something that would be there as a stopgap for the faculty and staff and students in the school district where they had nowhere else to go. I mean, you've probably seen, it's in the paper a lot, like a lot of fundraising for teacher medical expenses or spouses. And it's just one, another way in which we would like to be able to be there for teachers. And we've actually done some surveying and that was actually one of the top things that came up is um, a medical fund for teachers to be able to apply to. So that would be down the road. Um, also, a teacher externship where a teacher would apply and would do an externship at a um, Union County business, a business over the summer, maybe a manufacturer or um, some other industry that they were interested in. So, but you know, we would feel like we would need to pay them for their time. So mm -hmm. a teacher externship would be kind of on our radar long term to do. And then installing more of those outdoor classrooms. The district has a partnership with OutTeach, which is a nonprofit that provides all of the, the teaching materials and curriculum for teaching students in the outdoors or and about the outdoors. But if they don't have an outdoor space or an outdoor garden, it's hard to actually do the curriculum. So we'd love to be able to install more of those. Absolutely. Well, with that, we definitely have um, some individuals with the CCG who love to work on ecological projects. So I think we could find you some partners that might really enjoy great. putting something together. And that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, both of our listeners and CCG members, um, I'll get into contact with some people and see what we can do for you. Okay. So. Um, and with that, the CCG is really about reciprocity and what we call a knowledge democracy, which is just that we want everybody to be involved in the experience together. So when we work with students, community partners, we want everybody equally invested and equally being able to contribute. And so what are some of the ways that our university students or any of our faculty and staff here at Wingate that want to lead a project could help with your program or learn from kind of this experience and community members that they'd get to work with at UCEF? Sure. Well, the primary way, and we have someone right now from Wingate on our board, Jeff Atkinson is a member of our board of directors. That's probably the most time consuming volunteer role with us. And we haven't done a lot of work in that way. But I could definitely see a either a professor or a student developing a partnership with a teacher who's received a lift grant. So I was thinking through some of our projects that were awarded last fall. So maybe there would be someone studying kinesiology or exercise science who would want to partner with a kindergarten teacher at Shiloh Valley Primary who put in what she calls a brain exercise lab. 
So she used her $1,500 to buy trampolines and exercise balls. And so the kids go in there and work off some energy. They, <laughs> they have a good time in there. I've seen some pictures and and that project has benefited that school. I haven't, of course, gotten to see it yet because of the virus, but I've seen pictures and I look forward to someday going over there. So, or, you know, a professor could partner, like a, I'm thinking about maybe a music professor, could partner with the music teacher at Sardis Elementary. He applied for a lift grant for a project he called Peanut Butter Jam. And he wanted to develop an after-school rock band. So the money we gave him paid for electric guitars. <laughs> and um, so he was actually, that news story was picked up by WCNC and Spectrum. He was on the news twice for his story. Wow. So, yeah. And then, of course, you know, the, they got they got many um, after-school sessions in before schools closed, but they weren't able to have their spring concert. But he felt like the students really gained a huge um, increase in their learning for guitar and ability to play in just the time that they did get. And I haven't checked with him this fall, but I'd I'd be curious to see how he's kind of revamped his project. But yeah, that would be a few ways. Also, professors, faculty and staff, and even students would be welcome to participate in our principal for a day program where you shadow a principal for it's really a morning. Um, and you get to see the inner workings of the school, all that goes on during the day. Everyone who does that project or that volunteer opportunity says, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we have had students, someone who is interested in student teaching at a at Union Elementary shouted that principal one, one year. So that's been, we've been doing that program for about seven years now. Those are yeah. all fantastic. And I want to participate in those classes. Like, yeah, those are, <laughs> those lift grant ideas are phenomenal. And I definitely know students who would love to help out with those. Definitely. That would be great. Yes, teachers are so creative and they take the money that we give them and they stretch it farther than anyone else could. (laughs) Absolutely. Very, very cool. Well, in addition to all those really cool opportunities, are there certain ways if people are interested in volunteering or looking to join with you on those projects, how would they get involved? Who would they contact? What's their best options? Yeah. Well, since I am the only employee, they would have to get in touch with me. Makes it a little easier. Right. Yeah. I will say you go straight to the top when you call our office. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I'm the top and I'm the bottom. (laughs) Well, you're definitely the top Um, with all the work that you're doing and these amazing goals. That's right. Yes. Yes. So, and I do know because I've been in touch with them recently that the folks at Benton High School of the Arts, who we gave a grow grant to last spring, their project is not finished. So there would be room there for people to volunteer the project from the previous year at Western Union Elementary, we actually had Elevation Church featured them in their love week and came out. And I think they had to end the week early because they got so much done in such a short amount of time. That is but great. That would be, yeah, that would be one one place in which they would they could use some help. Okay. Even now, and so just via email is a s p e r r y at ucedfoundation.org, right? 
That would be the best way? Yep. And you mentioned they could call the organization. What's the phone number that they'd reach out to you at? It's 704-296-0725. And that number forwards to my cell phone, so I never miss a phone call. Cool. And you can always reach out to us at CCG, and we will be more than happy to connect you with Amy because she is phenomenal. And all the help we can give her, we are excited to do. So I asked you already your trajectory for the next year, but is there anything else that you'd like our listeners to know about UCEF, about Union County Public Schools? Yeah, I thought I might tell you. So because of coronavirus and schools being limited to visitors, we can't have our typical biz ed week, which is during public education week, the third week in November. So this year we have re-envisioned our program and we're calling it the Public Ed Summit. Mm. And it would be also a great way for anyone in your community to learn more about Uni County Public Schools. So I did this Health Transformation Summit back in May, where every day, so on Monday, they emailed me a set of three to five videos all around a certain theme. And I had 24 hours to watch them. So I was really motivated to watch those five videos or (laughs) the ones I was interested in at least. Mm -hmm. And then Tuesday, same thing, all week long. And I loved it. So we're doing something similar. We're giving people a little more time to watch. But so Monday that week, which is Monday the 16th, the theme that day is social emotional learning. So we'll have an interview with the school district social worker, a lead mental health therapist, some of the school resource officers. And so it's just an opportunity, you know, if you see something that's interesting, you'll have a week to watch that video. If that day is not interesting for you, then just skip that day and see what comes up the next day. We'll have one day where you can hear from five to seven Union County Public School principals, which is sort of the virtual version of principal for a day another day where we'll talk about remote learning and what have we learned and then a day for college and career readiness so that might be a day where especially you know junior high and high school parents might be wanting to tune in and say what does my child need to do in this climate in this environment with coronavirus and everything else to be ready for college applications and SATs and ACTs and so um the whole thing will be 25 to 30 video options it's just a you know exclusive learning opportunity and we have sponsors a part of it so we'd love to have the Wingate community watching one or all 30 of the videos absolutely so if they're interested in participating in that how would they sign up the best way would be to go to our website and subscribe to our e-newsletter And then, you know, if it gets to the point where they, you know, I'm sending them too many things, they're welcome to unsubscribe, of course. But the (laughs) registration links aren't quite up yet. But over the next month or so, they'll be on our website under events. And then it'll it'll go down to Public Ed Summit. So I'm starting to record those videos next week. So we're hoping to have everything recorded by the end of October. I like it. Well, I'm excited. I will definitely be joining. For anyone else that's interested, the website is ucedfoundation.org. And that's correct. <laughs> perfect. I was going to say, I was trying to remember. I was like, I think I got it. Yeah, so. that's it. <laughs> great. And there's also tons of information on there about all the great things that you all are doing and just ways to help out. Again, volunteering, donations, things like that. So definitely for our listeners, be sure to check that out, see all of the, 
great work that you are doing. But thank you, Amy, for coming and hanging out with me today. This has been so much fun. Thanks. Yes, I've had fun too. Thanks for doing this. I've appreciated what you all are doing and I've been listening myself. Oh, good. Yeah, we, I mean, selfishly, we have a blast getting to know all of you, but I'm excited for our listeners, too, to get to hear from everyone and see just all, how amazing Union County is and how many great things happen in it, especially, you know, outside of the university, collaborating with the university, however it works. It's just really nice to see. Exactly. Yeah, even though I've been with the school district seven years, I'm still learning things about Union County, about the school district, about the community. So I'm with you. There's always new things to learn. Definitely. Well, thank you so much again. And to our listeners, stay tuned for some more exciting Against the Grain episodes where we focus on sowing the seeds of change in Eastern Union County.